Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. So Lisa, what are we talking about this week in this week's Caged Vision podcast? We are talking about being right for the wrong reasons. And my wife did not make up this title. Didn't know she'd made up other titles. She hasn't except for, no, she hasn't. She, except for the one where you just was, used her yes. in the entire podcast. My point is that, you know, being, it would be like you're wrong for all the wrong reasons or something. I don't yeah. know. She's probably going to get pretty upset. She wants representation on one of these podcasts to, to speak up for herself. Okay, so we will have to bring her in. As I'll, a guest. I'll just interview her. Without me? Without you. Uh, this is awesome idea. This is a great idea because we can talk about your caged vision and we can talk about how that represents and, oh, this is awesome. Okay, so, yay. I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> My mic did not go out. That was crickets. It was just ultimate silence. I was trying to send a message. It did not work. Nope, not at all. Okay, so anyway, carry on. We are going to talk about being right for the wrong reasons. In the context of caged, caged vision. So, what we mean by that, let's just set it up. We're going to tell a little stories here. But when we set it up, what we're talking about is when you start to lay out your vision, when you start to think about what could be, and I just used air quotes that you can't see. <laughs> but if you all want to do it with me, run, two, three, what could be air with quotes. With air quotes. With air quotes, yes. What we mean by that is that you need to go ahead and dream, like go and think about the potential. Think about what could be. That's where you need to take your vision. How does the cage happen? Well, the cage happens with sometimes feedback. And feedback, positive and negative. And is the feedback based on the outcomes that you wanted? Or do you need to chase that back to the assumptions that you made? And so that's what we're going to be unpacking today. Lisa, start us off with the story. Because I think that's a really good way to start. All right. Well, I'm going to start off a story about Plato. Plato, that lovely, sure? salty, yucky, colorful stuff that gets stuck in your carpet and uh, that the kids yeah. eat. And did your kids have Play-Doh? Did you allow your kids to have Play-Doh? Because I, I get Mother of the Year for not allowing my children to really play. We I don't just, think we you didn't get do Mother that. of the Year unless mothers are voting. Oh, well. No, the kids, did, yeah. the kids didn't vote. Kids that. didn't no, vote. No, yeah, no. So no. we did. We had, a, I remember, a uh, Christmas gift that we received from another friend and my wife staring at her friend with the most evil look because we got a Play-Doh set for like a village and it ended up in the carpet, mashed in. Kids loved it. We had to replace carpets. And I think carpet companies are behind this whole Play-Doh thing. Well, originally, Play-Doh was not intended to be the bane of our existence really? and cause you to order new carpet. Originally, Cleo McVickers, what a name. Nice one. In the 1930s, the wallpaper companies 
determined that their customers were asking for wallpaper cleaners. Like, how do you clean wallpaper? How do your wallpaper get so dirty? Yeah. That's well, a different question. That's a different question. Okay, anyway. So Cleo McVickers, in solving this problem, right, created Play-Doh. But nobody wanted it. It's kind of like the Febreze story that you uh, referred yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Create the, something. Create something. So he's something. coming up with... Something. Solving a problem, right? That the companies said our customers are saying that we need to solve this problem. And so they made an assumption that they wanted some sort of wallpaper cleaner because their wallpaper was dirty. So Cleo McVickers created Play-Doh, but it never went anywhere. Mm. No one ever, because the assumptions were wrong. Do you really want to clean your wallpaper? No. Mm. First of all, wallpaper probably shouldn't exist, but that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, 20 years later, Cleo's son, Joseph, began to look at this product that his father had developed, and he started to think bigger, right? Mm -hmm. He determined that it was not toxic. So, of course, when three-year-olds eat it, and with a little food coloring, you could play with it. I'm sure they actually don't use food coloring, but, you know. Right, right. And so took something that was sort of cast away because yeah. they had a solution that didn't work, and so they just threw it away and turned it into something useful. Yes. So what happened to Cleo? Cleo let the rejection or the lack of acceptance of the, the outcomes that he had wanted, he had eventually or originally had, he let a cage get built around his vision. Yes. Okay? And so he just locked himself in that cage and said, Oh, well, it can be nothing. And his son came along and said, no, let's just unlock this. Let's see the business potential in this product. I mean, there's so many stories of potential and products and services that came about as a byproduct of something else. I mean, that's kind of the history of entrepreneurism, right? Oh, definitely. So that's a great story. Thanks well, for digging that one up. You have a story I do as have a story. well, which I think is even perhaps better. Well, we'll see, Lisa. So my story is, for those of you that follow me on LinkedIn and paid attention to stuff that we've been doing, several years back, we were heavy into the AML space, anti-money laundering. And through our work, our consulting work that we were doing, we found that there was a gap a gap in the market. And the gap was, not to get too technical here, but specifically around the regulations and the direct correlation of what the regulation says you should have and what banks actually had. So we went in to solve that problem. We created a solution. It was very lightweight. It was some technology, but you know, also service involved. And we had feedback from bank regulators who, by the way, are the ones that go and judge the banks as to whether or not they're doing this right. And the bank regulators said, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Every bank needs this. So we're walking around, we're high-fiving. We're thinking like, we just sliced bread for the first time. I mean, we crushed <laughs> it, right? We were so fired up. And then as we started to roll out the product, banks didn't necessarily want it. And they didn't want it because although that was the root cause and it solved them, spending money on something that wasn't yet determined to be a problem 
is kind of hard to justify. And the way regulators work is they tell you everything's fine until they tell you everything's wrong. And so you'd be really, really proactive and you look at the political environment and that changed. And so we were so right. We were so right, but for all the wrong reasons through the buyer's eyes. And that is a great lesson. Took us 18 months to go through and develop this painstakingly <laughs> developed. Now, it's not lost. What we developed is not lost. Just like the Plato story, hopefully it won't be 20 years, we will develop something else. It's just not the outcome we wanted at that time. So rather than just throw away all the efforts, build a cage around that effort, we're just going to let it rest and it'll come back. So is that better than Plato? It's certainly more real. It's more real just because we're living it right now. Yes. And by the way, regulators, they're still talking about it. Nick, video Nick. Producer Nick. Sorry to call you video Nick. Nick the producer. That's pretty good. Yeah, but we're not on video. We're only on audio. Audio Nick. Audio Nick. But he's producer Nick. I like it. He's laughing. He's laughing. He's laughing. Anyway, Nick was at a recent conference and a regulator was talking about this product saying, all of you need to have this. <laughs> and I'm sitting here banging my, you know, so they're still talking about it. So something will come about, but it just wasn't the answer that I had thought. So the question is, going back to earlier where we started, the question is who I was marketing it to is not what I wanted. Do I go back and change the assumptions or do I take the feedback that I did receive, the great feedback, and figure out a way to use it that way, which is what we're doing. I have another story that goes with that. Okay. It's about anti-money laundering? You know, it's not about anti-money laundering. Okay, so you all can wake up now if you fell asleep during my story. Okay, but I want to go back to your story for one second because I think the reason that your story is compelling is because you know that there is a use for this product. Absolutely. It is just figuring out where the best place for this product is. Yes. And so you're not going to go, this is a failure and lock it away somewhere. You still have the vision to make this product wildly successful. And we know from the regulators and from other people that it's a great product. We just haven't figured out the best use for it yet. Just like Cleo McVickers yes. didn't know the best use for Play-Doh. Yes. And in a regulated environment, there are times when an administration, let's say, places more emphasis on regulations and other times they don't. We're in an environment right now where there's not a lot of emphasis on regulations. So it may be another six years. And that's okay. That's okay. Because what we did doesn't change. The base work that we did doesn't change. So we're not going to throw it away. Well, I have one other story. Okay. Bring your stories because I like your stories. Do you like Sometimes stories? I get tired of talking. Really? <laughs> when oh, I'm sleeping. I um, Actually, producer Nick, can we write that down somewhere on a whiteboard? Yeah. Kidding. Another story, which I think takes the Play-Doh story and your story but is an example of a company that is constantly looking to solving a bigger problem. Okay. Okay. So that's what we're talking about. Unlocking your cage vision. Is your problem you're solving big enough? 
you know, how do you put it all together? And I think as an organization, one of the goals for an organization, I know it's a goal for our organization, is to constantly be creating ways to implement, right? Whether it's a a product or it's a strategy or whatever that is, there's more than one way to do it. Yes, Yes, and and this is natural for you because nothing happens until it gets implemented. But what we also do is we help you foster that environment where your creativity can come about so where you can say, yes, oh, what if I do this? And we help you think through that and we help you develop that so then we can implement it, right? Because that's a process that a lot of people have a hard time doing on their own. It's amazing to me how people just look at a product or a solution and think that it only fits in one lane, you know, and that they have to stay in this lane when in reality, it might help two other industries or there would be one tweak to it and you have an entirely different revenue stream. Do you know the most feedback that I received when talking to people about the AML product? The number one feedback was, can you do the same thing over here for this regulation. See? And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just buy this one first and we can talk (laughs) about that later, right? But they wanted it for mortgage. There's so much complexity. And if you're listening and you have an idea for something, think about removing a step. If you can remove a step, you're onto something. If you add a step, go back to the drawing board, right? So what everybody wants is a shortcut. Make this regulation easier for us to consume and comply with. Right. And so, yes, that is exactly where people need to go when they start to think about this, when they start to. But you and I battle this way because I don't want people to burden themselves overthinking about implementation. Someone has to we'll, we'll think do that for you. about implementation. We will do that for you, right? But I don't want them, because if you start thinking about everything that has to get done. Well, then you become overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah the cage door. The cage shuts, door closes. Right? So just let it flow. And then we are here, believe it or not, bounce some ideas off of this. And then implementation, when we start to like frame up and model and what does this look like, then we can start implementing. I mean, implementation, nothing's going to happen, period. Doesn't matter how big the dream is, nothing happens until it gets implemented. What's your quote, Lisa? I would say it for you, but it really it's best coming from you. Ideas are appreciated. Execution is worship. And it is. Let me tell you about it. It is. Because that's where the rubber meets the road and all your hard work, nothing happens unless you execute on the implementation. So I want to go back to my story. Did I derail us? Yeah, you Squirrel. did. But okay, it's okay. It was a great derailing though. And it also sort of ties into the story of allowing yourself to think bigger yeah. and not putting obstacles All right, in your give us way. A story. Okay. So everyone knows about the, and if I say this wrong, somebody correct me, that the Nalgene water bottles, you know, everybody has those water bottles, Nalgene water bottles is the polythylene, whatever. Anyway, I know my daughter owns like half a dozen of them. So how this came about is that the company developed this polythylene laboratory equipment that could withstand hot temperatures and it kept things cold and things along. It was never designed to be a water bottle. 
However, the CEO of the company, Hyman, I believe his name was, in the 70s, began to think about alternative ways to use this. Mm. Yes. So instead of locking his company into, we only use this for laboratory equipment, which is one line of business that's actually not very large. There are only so many research mm -hmm. laboratories. Mm -hmm. Instead, he said, well, if it works that well, I wonder what could be. What could be? And so he tested it by creating water bottles that they used with his Boy Scout troop. Love it. And it went over really well. And so they began to test the assumption. They got more affirmation and they develop these water bottles. So yeah, they do it for laboratories, but now you have the entire world population as a revenue stream for this product. I just thought that was a great example. That's fascinating. That is fascinating because how many, if you're listening right now, how many ideas, how many products, how many things that you touch. What is it that in your business that is a byproduct that you could do something with with a little creative thinking and financial modeling and some fabulous implementation? Huh? I think that's wonderful. I think that if we have patient listeners, they are saying, all right, I am dialed in. After this episode, I am dialed in to exactly what they mean by this whole caged vision thing. I hope so. And I hope that those same listeners will send us any questions or comments that they have or things that they'd like to see us talk about. Yes. And Lisa. Yes. And, yes, and if we are right, but for the wrong reasons, <laughs> let us know. Let us know that too. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision Podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, just like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. <laughs>